Ani, everyone, welcome back to season two of FNFA's podcast, Let's Bond. I am your host, Jody Anderson, calling in from the unceded, unsurrendered territory of the Algonquin and Anishinaabeg people. And before we dive into this episode, I would like to thank our returning listeners. And if you're new here, well, welcome. And thanks for tuning in. So let's get started with today's episode. We're talking about the infamous Clearwater transaction. And I have a very special guest today, Chief Terry Paul from Member 2 Nation. Welcome, Chief Terry. Good morning, Jody. How are you this morning? Uh, not too bad. The weather is clear here in uh, Cape Breton, Unamagi. I know I'm a number of hours ahead of uh, British Columbia, but we seem to talk quite a bit, that province in us. Absolutely. And as I understand it, one of your partners in this Clearwater transaction was actually from British Columbia. Yes, it's a really good company that we were able to partner with called Premium Brands, and it's involved in specialty meats uh, worldwide and just recently got into the uh, the bacon business. So we're involved with them on the, uh, the fishing side. They're uh, very, very capable people and we learn from them every time we meet with them so uh it's a it's a really good relationship amazing and who doesn't love bacon (laughs) for sure (laughs) very good and you know one of the things that struck me that was quite unique about this transaction was that this happened during the uh, covid pandemic and so this entire transaction happened virtually or through telephone or conference calling, and it was a while before you got to shake the hands of the partners that you moved forward with. I thought that was pretty incredible. Yes, uh, we we certainly uh, felt that too. It was uh, just an amazing feeling. You know, it was uh, kind of like surreal, like you know, where you you don't see your partners. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, we began the discussions uh, during the COVID nineteen pandemic in twenty twenty. And we did the entirely deal entirely virtually, and we closed the deal early in 2021. That is something else, but congratulations to you because it took probably took a little bit more effort. And certainly this is where the benefit of technology comes in, where you can see someone's face, um, you know, as you go through this entire process. Yes, for sure. Like it's, like you said, uh, you know, we believe that we ended up with the best partner we could have, you know, uh, in this situation. And because we have the shared values and the vision of our companies, you know, the process of selecting premium brands was a very rigorous process, a very thorough process. I think when we first uh, started out with the company being put up for sale, there was over 50 interested parties. I think about uh, almost up to 70, I think, at one time. It narrowed down to uh, a number of them that were very serious about working with us, but we felt that premium brands offer, you know, uh, offer back to us saying that why don't we go like fifty-fifty on the uh, on the ownership and that that would be the partnership and it would be an equal partnership. We we thought about that and we felt that that was the uh, that, that was the best deal that we could come up with at the time. We knew and we told any prospective interested parties that we wanted to own 100% of the company, you know, and uh, eventually, not to start off that way, we ended up with this 50% partnership we felt was uh, the best one that we can come come up with, as I said before, and with the uh, proviso that if they were ever to sell, which they don't intend on to, but if they were, that we would have to first uh, write a refusal, which uh, which is uh, 
we're, we're happy with that. You know, this just attracted so much attention and it got so many people interested in terms of how this happened and everybody's looking at and wants to be at the decision-making table. So even a 50% stake, it's not a minority stake. So gives the opportunity for member two to make the decisions in in what is going to be instrumental of the future of this company. Yes, well, I mean, I, I think that we think about it on, on its true basis. Like, you know, what is important, very important for us anyway, and uh, and other transactions that may happen. That, that this was in, an entirely commercial deal. There was no government involvement other than reallocating the licenses to what we call the indigenous, uh, the Mi'kmaq coalition of seven First Nations in the Atlantic that actually owned the species, that owned the licenses. And from that, Clearwater has its operations with that. So we, uh, I think, I think that's a very important part of, uh, uh, people's, uh, considerations. Like, uh, I feel that do as much of uh, a deal commercially in the private sector, we found out that it's much better to deal with the companies, with the private sector, because uh, happily we realized that the, the people that owned the company wanted to do that with us. Like they, they really wanted to, uh, as part of their reconciliation with us, they, uh, you know, they wanted to do this. And it, it feels good when, when you, have uh, private companies, private people wanting to make business deals with uh, indigenous people and communities. I think that's the best kind of deal. Absolutely. And you mentioned the Mi'kmaq Coalition is comprised of seven First Nations in the East Coast. And um, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the communities that were involved throughout this transaction. And then let's jump into you know, the impact to the First Nations and the surrounding areas that this this deal and transaction has had and will ultimately have going forward. Yes. When we first started out, remember, to uh, lead in this acquisition, we always had in mind that we, uh, you know, that we would want the other communities in the province to be involved in this. So this deal was available to all the 13 communities in Nova Scotia. And not all of them wanted to participate, and that that's their own choice. They, they you know, they had other goals, and uh, they had uh, other situations where they were able to be participate in this. Uh, you know, so uh, it ended up well, well. There would be there was six communities, six communities out of thirteen in Nova Scotia that did get involved, in this, and one other Mi'kmaq communities in Newfoundland called Miaubugek in Mi'kmaq, which means down the middle. And the other communities, of course, was ourselves, Member 2, Nova Scotia, Wagobah, Sibiganegadik, Pictolandin, Budledek, and Bachtenkeg. And, of course, the benefits that these communities, our communities, including ourselves, is, has been excellent. It's been very good uh, the way we've started out, like where we have good indigenous employment, where we started off at uh, zero employment. Now we're up to about 50 employees in the company, 50 wow. uh, indigenous employees. So uh, it's a very good start. And we have a full-time indigenous liaison officer that makes sure 
that this process is looked at very closely and carefully. And, uh, you know, she works every day for the company to ensure that Indigenous people have an opportunity to work for the company as openings uh, come up. It, it's been a very good relationship, yeah, although it's a long-term, you know, it's a, a long-term deal and it's a, a long-term finance and we, we, we get benefits uh, immediately by uh, through one, like I said, is the employment. But the, the other is the uh, the benefits from that when we've been working with the uh, the communities to get more money with the same product that they have to sell to the company through profit sharing, a program that we have in the, within the company that will work with not only the, the members of the coalition uh, communities, but any indigenous community that wants to work with us, we will provide them with, a, you know, what I feel would be a good return if they were going to bring their product to us. It's there, it's open, and uh, a number of communities have already participated in that and benefit from that. You know, so it's uh, an ongoing relationship with the company and where we have a direct say on what happens. And that's just so important and so impactful. And I can hear, I can still hear the passion in your voice about this incredible opportunity that has been provided and will continue to provide opportunities down the road to to our community. So I, I just think yeah. that's uh, incredible. And I got a, a text from a friend of mine who lives in Northern Ontario, and she was so excited because her grandson took a summer job with Clearwater. And he was so excited because his very first job as a summer student was with an Indigenous-owned business. And he was just over the moon. So I thought that was fantastic and a, and a great example of some of the opportunities that are being provided through Clearwater right across the country. So Yes, I mean, it's absolutely, uh, you know, it's very heartwarming to hear that, like, you know, when see it, it's working like and it's uh and it could be from any part of the country because right. our, our, our reach is there but our reach is i mean from acquiring this company our reach has gone worldwide you betcha and it's just amazing what we have learned on uh, how extensive this company uh, is like where we have quotas in argentina for example, you know, we have the scallops there, what they call the Patagonian scallops, and they're a delicacy in the, in the European market. Mm. The lobster, the, um, the shellfish, a lot of the shellfish goes to uh, Asia, you know, in Europe. We've, we've met with people that uh, sell our product there and uh, the facilities that we have, you know, in these parts like Argentina. We have facilities in the, the U.K., where we have quota in the UK that is indigenous owned. That's an amazing experience. Uh, wow. And we went to visit our, our facilities in Scotland. You know, it's, uh, it's just an amazing feeling to come in as an owner and the people there, the Scottish people uh, know who you are and uh, what you're there for. And they're very proud, you know, so that's amazing. It's a really good relationship. We have a really good team you know, we have a good, really good management team, which is really, really important for success of any company. I stress that so much. It doesn't matter who they are, what color they are, you know, as long as they uh, buy into the vision, you know, and into the dream. And, of course, they certainly have. And we're so proud of them. They are the people that move this and make this company work. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's important to continue to have those values and make sure that uh, they're aligned with, with business going forward. I think one of the things that has been so incredible is people really realizing the power of pooling purchasing power together. Uh, because, you know, in this particular case, perhaps member two could not have taken this on by themselves. But when you partner with other communities in and around, whether it's in and around or across the country, your purchasing power becomes, you know, tenfold. And you open up the doors for so many opportunities. And I and I'm absolutely honored to be a part of a team who could take part in this journey. And I, I would like to ask you about the benefit of working with the First Nations Finance Authority and what that meant to the Mi'kmaq Coalition and the seven communities that we, in fact, partnered with. The long and short of it is we s- simply could not have done this deal without the FNFA, the First Nations Finance Authority. The team, and I'm very aware of them, you know, the people that are on the team, they are very forward-thinking people. They recognize opportunities, and they, they too share the vision, you know, that we have in our communities. They certainly share the vision that Member 2 has, you know, because we work very well alongside of them, and uh, they've helped us tremendously. Like I said, without them, this deal wouldn't have been done. Without them, you know, this this what we call a transformational deal, that is rooted, like I said, the owners in economic reconciliation. It would not have been possible without FNFA. Amazing. And again, you know, we say at the FNFA, Chief, that every loan tells a story. And this was such an incredible story to tell. And I can't wait to interview you five years down the road and say, tell me where the story has taken you and the impact that it continues to bring to the community. You know, I have an aunt who lives in Sydney. And when I was um, out in member two a couple of years ago and, and I went to visit her and she said, what do you think the chances of Chief Terry Paul running for the mayor of Sydney are? <laughs> and I thought that was extraordinary because it's not often you hear you hear that. And I thought, what an incredible tap and and respect to member two and the things that you and your leadership have done. And I, I know that you're backed by an incredible team as well. And you know, I I have so much respect for the way that your community thinks and pushes forward and perseveres because it's truly a testament to goals and priorities and what you want to bring to the community and surrounding areas. Uh, Member 2 has been so impactful and I just, you know, everybody knows about Member 2 and I'm certain that, you know, whenever the next deal comes on board, people are going to be putting up their hands left, right and center because they know the incredible work that uh, you and your, your leadership have done. So I thank you for that, you know, continue to bring positive change to our nations and our country. And I know people all over the world are looking at this transaction and want to know more. You know, it started off a little community in Cape Breton and Onamagi, and now it's gone absolutely global. I appreciate that very much. And uh, I assure you, there are more deals to come. I look forward to it, Chief Terry, and I can't wait to come back out and visit 
visit the community again because every time I'm there, there's just something that I learn, incredible people that I that I meet who have become friends. And uh, I want to say miigwech walalan for your time today and really look forward to our next interaction. You're very welcome and you're very welcome to uh, visit our community like anybody else in the audience. Uh, you know, that wants to visit our community and wants to find out more about how we how we do things here. The best way is to come in person and uh, I assure you that you would be very welcome here. Miigwech, Chief. Wadaliyo. Thank you for listening. Again, if you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, please subscribe, share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review on your podcast provider. To catch all the latest episodes from FNFA, you can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Miigwech.